and I haven't really had an answer. But now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. Dave Schultz and Sports Chat are back. I'm back, baby! I'm back! One change, though. I'm sorry, that deal's now off the table. What? We live in a different world than we did just 30 seconds ago. Instead of waking you up, he's taking you home from work. Hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? I'd like that. Talking Cajuns, Tigers, Saints, all of it. I am your father. Buckle up, Acadiana. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! It's time for Sports Chat with Dave Schultz on 103.3 The GOAT. Fired up Friday afternoon sports chat. Oh. They had it on a weird setting. I was like, what is off happening? Off to a tremendous start. <laughs> all right, oh, we're my all goodness. fired up on a fired up Friday afternoon sports chat. Dave Schultz, Linda Burton on another broiler outside. Please stay hydrated. Uh, stay inside. At that, it is. Uh, Smoking outside. My, my dog went outside for two seconds, and she had her tongue just oh, hanging really? out of her mouth. It was too hot on the ground for her paws. Like because oh, we have really? semen outside. Yeah, sure. she ran inside. I was like, oh no, I'm not letting you go outside. It's too it's too hot. How'd she take care of her business? Oh well, I mean, um, we let her in the the in our front yard. There's like a side area, right? And I just let her poo there, and I picked okay. it up, put it in a okay. trash can. All right. All right. Uh, as someone who doesn't own a dog, I wouldn't know how to. I deal with that. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot right now, man. It certainly is. All right, Dave Schultz, Linda Burton uh, on a jam-packed Fired Up Friday afternoon. Lots of uh, NFL, a little bit of Cajuns. Not so much LSU today. Jason Anderson from WHB in Kansas City will hop on. He will talk uh, Kansas City Chiefs. They see it's very odd the way that they are previewing the game. They're saying... Patrick Mahomes is only going to be playing in the first quarter. Mm, weird. I would be like, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes is playing in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you have, think about this. If you have tickets to the Saints game on Sunday, you're going to see probably a quarter of Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes. Yep, I would sell That's it that pretty way, good. Yeah. 15 snaps. Yes, sir. That's pretty good. Mike DiRocco is going to hop on, talk about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are they taking the next step this year? Uh, in the, I guess, the first coast. Uh, Luke Johnson will talk Saints. We got the voice of uh, the New England Patriots. If you were watching last night's ball game, him and Scott Zolak, the former Patriots quarterback, actually had the call on the NFL Network. The Patriots didn't look all that great. Actually, either did C.J. Stroud. I'm not sure I would get all up in arms in that. We'll talk about that in a second. And then Corey Diaz will hop on. He's normally going to come on on Mondays to recap the Cajuns. But they have a 
scrimmage tomorrow that we want to talk about beforehand and see where we are about a week into camp. All right, happy to take your phone calls. 269-1077, 269-1077. And, you know, we have football. It's back, man. Last night, mm-hmm. tonight, mm-hmm. tomorrow, Sunday, yep. and probably Sunday, right? And so it's overreaction all the time. I'm excited. Can't, can't completely overreact to what we saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. All right. Because you're, you're, I got a quarterback, man. Stop. <laughs> Stop. You got the new uh, Randall Cunningham. New Stop. My nephew is very happy that Malik Cunningham showed out last night against the Houston <laughs> Texans fifth stringers. Uh, also, he play. I mean, is he going to be the only one to play wide receiver and quarterback in the preseason? I mean, that's, that's kind of cool. Look, Did he have a catch? I'm saying, like, let me pull up these stats because, like, he when he ran that ball for that touchdown, he he looked good, Dave. Well, that's what he does. And his throwing didn't look bad. Okay. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> All right. But uh, C.J. Stroud looked like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, right. that was so yikes. You, you remember all of those great Wisconsin running backs mm-hmm. and wondering why they couldn't really transfer to the pros? Mm-hmm. Because outside of, like, maybe two games and maybe three, depending on the year, right, Wisconsin would play Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. Yep. Otherwise, they had total mismatches. And even maybe some years, mismatches with them. You have these huge offensive lines at Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. and they have these huge holes, and it's a mismatch. But when you get to the pros, that's not really the way it is. So these teams, like Ohio State with all their wide receivers. I was about to say. Alabama with their wide receivers. If you get one shutdown corner on a team, in college, usually you do have one. You still right? have some other. Unless you may have more than that at times, but usually you have one. Mm-hmm. You don't generally have two. So you have other guys that can break free and get open. Right. All right. <laughs> you don't have that in the pros. He looked but right. he looked worse than pedestrian with some he looked normal t- guys. He looked like a deer in the headlights yeah. because he's got a bad offensive line. He has some outstanding young wide receivers. But Tank Dell is going to be an issue, but they're just as, Tank Dell, I think, is just as young as he is. John Metchie's. He's basically a rookie, right? He's mm-hmm. out of Alabama, had cancer. He's coming back. Oh, dang. I didn't even know that. He had cancer? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, Dell is 23 years old. So, but, but Is he a rookie? Um, I believe so. Let me just... I think he was in the Senior Bowl last year. Yeah, I believe he is a Or this year, rookie. I guess the case would be. Yep, this is his first... That was his first professional snap. Sure. 23 years old. So yeah, you don't have these mismatches that you do... You know, even don't have Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> well, think about it. Even like, you know, e- even a Kentucky. Yeah, true. Right? What are they going to play? Georgia one time, mm-hmm. and then some Vanderbilt. And Kentucky, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they don't have to play, if they don't get Alabama, right? Georgia's the hardest team they face. Probably. Yeah. No, so, for sure. So it's it's not the mismatches in college are huge. That's why. And we can go over this. And I don't need to know who needs to not hear this, but actually my Alabama bookie called <laughs> just to make sure I had my account available. Ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm in the state of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You don't need a bookie. And, uh, yeah, you don't. You can go. You can bet as much as you want. <laughs> so, you know, so. And see, I think that's... But, uh, but, but okay. the th- the, here's my theory on, on gambling. Like, I don't like to gamble on, like, LSU, Florida. Mm-hmm. Although this year may be different, right? That, I don't want to gamble on Alabama-Auburn. I'm not gambling on that LSU-Florida State game. You know what I'm going to do? Enjoy it because I ain't going to bet on it. Yeah, Because I, I can't tell you who's going to win it and by how much. For sure. I think LSU's going to win. All right? 
But I thought LSU was going to win last year. I thought LSU was going to beat UCLA. Same. Oops. Although that was, I guess we were all caught up on that one. True. And we uh, caught up on the, I, the I like Florida betting. State one as well. I like, I like trying to find somebody that, like maybe South Alabama. Maybe that team, although though, although that may catch on fast. We'll see. <laughs> but right. I will say. So I tend to bet on teams that there are mismatches. Mm-hmm. So if it, you bet on good teams to play well, and you bet on bad teams to play bad, when the opposite happens, that's gambling. Can't do anything about that. The NFL, for me, has always been almost impossible on a game-by-game basis to gamble on. I, I have no feel for that whatsoever. If anybody wants to help, feel free. <laughs> we will have some help during the season. I think my guy Bruce Marshall from Vegas Insider is going to hop on. Uh, but the point is, we cannot overreact to what we saw yesterday. All right? For because sure. right now, the Patriots over under a seven and a half. All right? I don't see eight wins out of the New England Patriots. But their starting quarterback didn't see the field yesterday. And... Zappi played the whole game. Is Tra- Who knew that Trace McSorley was still playing in the NFL? Not me. Is that a Bill O'Brien thing? <laughs> I guess Did he so. have his one good year under Bill O'Brien at Penn State? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> I guess so. My goodness. You know I- what I think is interesting? Because we talked about C.J. Stroud and why those those quarterbacks don't succeed. You see when... When you say those quarterbacks, you uh, mean... Ohio State, Big Ten, oh. when you see him first come out. I think it's interesting because Joe Burrow, a lot of people said the same thing. Tua, they said the same thing. But... To your point, they faced um, better defenses. They faced defenses that had multiple cornerbacks. They faced strong defenses. So you can't say for those guys, it's just the wide receivers where... Well, no, 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 no. I, 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 if, we'll take two as a great example. Okay. Okay, and I've gone back and forth on this, mm-hmm. okay? Omar Kelly used to be the beat writer for the Miami Dolphins. I think he's doing some other stuff now. He loved Tua. He was in love with Tua. And I go, here's the problem, Omar. The wide receivers that Alabama has now are better than the wide receivers he'll have in the pros. That he has in the pros. And he goes, no, it's the other way around. Tua's making the wide receivers. So far, that hasn't been the case. True. Yeah. Okay. So far in the pros, that has not been the case. All right. The wide receivers are making Tua, right? And when, when you throw a 10-yard slant, he's really accurate with that. But when you're throwing it to Jalen Waddell yeah, and you're throwing it to, you know, we saw what happened when, you know, there was the three, the, you know, they had those four guys together, but Ruggs and Judy left. There was only Waddell and Smith, Mac jo- and then Waddell left, and Mac Jones had like the best offensive season ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, a good point. So he played in the same offense, and he only had one target, and, you know, those wide receivers were special. So when you're saying that, right, I mean, so, I mean, Ohio State's even a better example. How many mismatches do they have? They play Michigan and Penn State. That's it. Yeah, and see, that's I can't trust the. They have to be super special for me to trust an Ohio State quarterback. Not many of them have panned out. People are hoping Justin Fields or C.J. Stroud is the first one that really, really pans out. But a good SEC quarterback, when they are legit, they usually tend to be legit in the pros. Use more times than I could say uh, Ohio State guy. I don't know about that. You're not sure? No. Let me look. Let me look up the best SEC quarterbacks, and we'll see how they they panned out compared to some of the best Big Ten guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll look that up. Let's let's think about this. Jamarcus Russell. That was a person. That was not even All on right. the field. That was personal. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, to but pick no, on you're right. I'm sorry to pick on him. Ryan Mallett. Yeah, who passed away. Yeah, yeah. All right. Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah. No fair. All right. 
Should we go on? No, no, we we don't have to go on. But I will say you got Eli, Peyton, Cam, yeah, but that's a Manning, Joe or Cam, uh, Joe. Um, that's four. Four. We got four, and two of them are Mannings. Rex Grossman had a, a solid NFL career. He had an okay career. He had a solid NFL career. I went to Super Bowl. I'm going to pull up all of them. And Cutler. We can see. Cutler. Yep. Jay Cutler, solid NFL career. Bart Starr, before my era. But Bart Starr? He didn't have a good NFL career. Champion. <laughs> I can't say, Joe, can I say Joe Namath? You're going back that far? Well, I was just pulling up. I was just saying all the, all the great. But we could do modern era. Sure, we could do modern era. Jay Cutler, the Mannings, Newton, Burrow, Rex Grossman. Those are like the legit standouts right now that I can think of. Tell me some Big Ten guys that even come close to that. Who's the greatest one of all time? Who? Big Ten? Yeah. Let me see. I, mean, I can't even tell you. Who's the greatest the quarterback of all time? Oh, Tom Brady? Where oh, did he yeah. Go? Oh, Michigan. Yep, yeah, you're Where right. Where did Joe Montana go? Mm, per, no, well, Notre Dame. Notre Dame? Okay. Well, yeah. Where'd Troy Aikman go? I, I have no idea where Troy UCLA. Aikman go. UCLA. UCLA. Oh, that's big. <laughs> that's big to now. Slow your roll. All right, I, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need to get in an argument here. I don't think that. I don't think that's necessarily the case. And then Drew would. Uh, Drew Purdue. Brees went to Purdue. Okay. Right. Russell Wilson went to Wisconsin and NC State. Okay, I might be just jumping the. Well, maybe yeah, a little bit. jumping the gun a little, a little bit. bit. Speaking of NC State, did you see the story that popped yesterday? What you got? Philip Rivers was going to be the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. If somehow they won the Super Bowl or won the NFC Championship game? Wait, what? <laughs> they were going to bring him Kyle in for one Shanahan, game? Kyle Shanahan said yesterday that if somehow they won the NFC Championship game against Philadelphia after Brock Purdy got hurt early on in the game, they were going to go get Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is currently coaching high school football, St. Michael in Baldwin County. He's in his third year. By the way, the nicest guy ever. Really a nice man. Had the chance to cover him a couple of times. That's he was going to be the according to Kyle Shanahan. Now I don't know if Philip Rivers has confirmed this or not. <laughs> he sort of denied it, right? There were rumors about he was going to go to the Saints at one point in time. He was thinking about it. Yeah, that was a crazy story yesterday, huh? Wow, what that my my jaw it was dropped because Philip Rivers coming in to win one game could have got him a Super Bowl. I mean, he is that's tough, man. How could you trust a guy who's never been in your system? No play with Kyle just drawing plays that fit him. Well, obviously, maybe he was getting, maybe he was getting the plays during the season. Kyle said it was a season long, a season long discussion. So it sounds like they had Philip Rivers on their mind for a long time. Yeah. Wow. If you're Trey Lance, how do you even, like, I don't even know what you do going into the season thinking, oh, like, you just got to be struggling. Struggling bad. Like, yeah. I don't know yeah. if he'll ever have a shot there. Right. So let's take a timeout. All right. Lots to do today. All right. Jason Anderson coming up next. I mean, I guess expectations are Super Bowl or bust when it comes to the Chiefs. That's not really the way I felt when it was the Patriots run. At uh, the undefeated season, I did, but that wasn't until they were undefeated. Uh, all right, Jason Anderson, WHB in Kansas City, coming up next on 103.3 The Go.
someone get your goat? There's plenty to go around for everyone. 1033 The Goat, the greatest sports talk of all time. Tired of trying to put your staffing puzzle together? We call Lawton. They recruit, screen, and interview people, so they're right for the job. We've got the right person to fit your needs. Lawton Staffing Services, 269-0500. A Rottweiler named Whiskey with hours to live brought back to full health. A terrier named Snoopy, paralyzed in all four legs, who ran and played again within months. These dogs are known as Marty's Miracles. Dogs brought back to health by Dr. Marty Goldstein. I've helped countless dogs thrive with one simple concept. Your dog needs a high meat diet similar to what their ancestors ate in the wild. Called the Miracle Worker by Forbes Magazine, he's now created a premium dog food for you called Nature's Blend. It's the easiest way to support your dog's easy digestion, nourished skin, playful energy, and most importantly, their health full life. For a limited time, save up to 54% off Nature's Blend and get free premium dog treats. Go to drmartypets.com slash deal or text deal to 511-511. Text deal to 511-511. I am so confident your dog will love it. Your order is backed with a 90-day guarantee. All pets are unique. Your pet's results can and will vary. Message and data rates may apply. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. At 4 in the morning, my phone rang. They said, I regret to inform you that your husband was wounded in action. Victor sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. I was doing school full-time, and I was also then caring for Victor. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. I just didn't want to forget that I also had goals and that I also had a life. What I did is I challenged Victor to meet me halfway. There are almost 6 million military and veteran caregivers across the nation. We have our own journey, and we can fulfill that journey at the same time that we are helping our loved one. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Dan Hicks with Paul A. Zinger, welcoming you back to the Healthy Stand Classic and Zing. She has been absolutely tremendous today, but it all comes down to this shot. It does, Dan, and you couldn't ask for better conditions. 68 degrees, just a slight two-mile-an-hour breeze and a UV index of three. This is absolutely critical. That is right. This direct exposure to midday sun could be increasing her risk to melanoma. It looks like she's making a change. Yeah, she's putting that putter back in the bag. Now let's see what she takes out. Oh, wow. Looks like she's pulling out a 15. I don't know. Looks like she's going with a 30. Strong choice. She's going to want to use the recommended SPF 30 even on a cloudy day. And notice how how she's using broad spectrum sunscreen and a generous amount too incredible that was a masterful performance that was pretty good too stand up to cancer and optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer visit takeahealthystand.org thirsty for intelligent sports talk sounds like you need a little go to ray 1033 the goat the greatest sports talk of all time All right, stay tuned. Uh, we got uh, a pair of tickets to give away to Vertical Horizon. Uh, that's next Saturday in Baton Rouge. That is uh, Jacques Doucet's uh, uh, charity. 
uh, for families of veterans. So he's trying to raise money, but we have a couple of tickets to give away. Uh, none uh, the less to Vertical Rising next Saturday. So stay tuned uh, for that. All right, huge matchup. I think we're getting more of the first team than maybe any of us actually thought. Sounds like the Saints are going to play at least a quarter with Derek Carr and that new offense, the new quarterback. The surprising part may be that the defending Super Bowl champion, Patrick Mahomes, is playing at all, but sounds like he's going to play at least a quarter, if not the whole, whole starting unit for the Chiefs. Let's find out. Jason Anderson hosts Middays on WHB in Kansas City. Jason, why is uh, why is he playing so long? Well, um, Andy Reid believes in playing his starters in the preseason games, but he lies to people when he says that the quarterbacks will each get a quarter. Patrick Mahomes will get the first series, and that's it. <laughs> he will. That's right. Uh, so. Yeah, so um, uh, Andy Reid said last year before the first preseason game, you know, uh, the starters will get a quarter, second string will get the second quarter, et cetera, et, et cetera. The second preseason game, he said, you know, the starters will play the first half, so on and so forth. Last year, Mahomes got one series in the first game, two series in the second game, and that was it. So he played three series in the preseason last year. That makes I expect sense. that to be somewhat, somewhat of the same, unless it's like a three and out, then he may play the second series. But uh, if it's a somewhat of a sustained drive, It'll be the only time we see him, but Andy Reid does believe in getting the guys out there at least for a little bit just to get used to it. I mean, to me, that's usually what the case is, with, especially with only yeah. three preseason games. Get one series, maybe two, get them out of there. Although the second yeah. game, I like to see them play a half and then mm-hmm. uh, come back and make the adjustments and then get out of there after one series in the second half. Just that, just that idea, warm up, cool down, yeah. and go back out again. Yeah, I mean, that's what they'll do with the starters, just not Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, so be, and, and probably not Kelsey. So Mahomes and Kelsey will be sure. out there probably the same amount in the preseason. Get those guys out of there and everybody else that are the starters, they can go and get ready for the season. Because, uh, look, not everybody is uh, is replaceable, right? Right, um, right. There are certain uh, some important players, but those two guys are definitely not. So, Correct. You know, they don't need to play much. I'm talking to Jason Anderson, host of The Zone, middays on Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. All right, it's been a heck of a five-year run, uh, and I had a nice 20-year run with the Patriots, but I never really was like Super Bowl or bust. My whole thing was they should be hosting a, a, a championship ball game, and then whatever happens at that point in time, because they're going to be playing someone really good most likely, that's it. Are, is it like Super Bowl or bust for Kansas City? Is the season even fun, if that's the case? I think well, the season's definitely fun because watching number 15 play sure. is, uh, is always exciting. Uh, I think the, the, the Super Bowl or bust thing is, is kind of interesting. Last year did a lot for, I think, the fan base, for people around the town of just having an appreciation or maybe appreciation is the right word, but just feeling like you didn't miss an opportunity. Because with Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey being still Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones in the prime of his career, you had Tyreek for the first four years of Patrick Mahomes' career. That, you know, if you left that era with one Super Bowl and you went to the AFC Championship game five times, but you walk away with one Super Bowl, there'd be a real feel of you left some money on the table. You, you, you didn't really take advantage of those opportunities. The second Super Bowl makes a huge difference. Right. That, Right. Knowing that that's already in the uh, in the case that they've got three Super Bowl trophies now, two of the last four Super Bowls, they've been to three of the four. There's an there's an element of it doesn't have to be Super Bowl or bust because this era of Chiefs football right. has at least already gotten something to where the Chiefs fans were saying, "Get one, just get one," and then 
Well, you don't want to feel like you missed opportunities with Mahomes, and they got two. So being competitive in the AFC, it's so difficult with all of the quarterbacks in the AFC and the good teams that are there that if the Chiefs are in the AFC championship game or there's a bounce of a football one way or another in the divisional game, people won't be happy. They won't be satisfied about it. But I don't think it would be a a bad season or a wasted season or um, you know, uh, along those lines. I think it'd be a disappointment, sure. but you couldn't call it a bad season depending on what happens throughout the year. Uh, this last year for the Chiefs was unexpected to a degree mm. that can be unexpected with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and how good that team was because they traded Tyreek Hill. They got so young on defense. They had all of these rookies that were playing in the secondary and defensive end. Um, you know, they, they had some, some issues there. They had three new wide receivers that they were integrating with Patrick Mahomes. So it was supposed to be a quote step back year. And, uh, I think they went and took somebody else's Super Bowl last year. Oh, anybody, any issue? What's going on with Chris Jones? Well, I mean, it's starting to become a little more concerning to be honest with you. I mean, Chris Jones wanted a new contract back in 2019 when he was on his rookie deal and he didn't show up to any of the mini camps, uh, OTAs or anything, but he showed up to training camp. Um, you know, and, and they didn't get something done, but they eventually got something done the next year with the franchise tag. And Jones has talked about how much he wants to be a chief and the chiefs certainly need him. He is a huge difference maker for this team. Uh, he's essentially the straw that, uh, straw that stirs the drink for this defense. He is the Patrick Mahomes of the chiefs defense. If someone can be close to that, um, he's, he's as close as we've seen to Aaron Donald in uh, the current uh, NFL. So he's incredibly valuable and he's going to be incredibly expensive. And the Chiefs have been planning on that because Brett Beach even said, you know, during the summer that when they were going through the deal with Tyreek Hill, they had an eye on this summer of 2023 and saying, look, if we do this with Tyreek Hill, we're not going to be able to do the contract with Chris Jones. Well, that's a defensive guy. We can overcome no Tyreek Hill because number 15's out there. We can't overcome number 95 being gone because we don't have a number 15 on the defense. So it's not the same in the Tyreek Hill where it didn't work out. They didn't get the numbers, so they just traded him. I don't think they can do that with Chris Jones. He's too valuable to this team. And it's hard for a GM to say, well, we traded Tyreek Hill to give us cap flexibility and then not exercise that cap flexibility on one of the best defensive players in the league when that's a big side of the football that Mahomes hasn't ever really had consistent play. The Chiefs have been middle of the pack or in the bottom third of defense while Mahomes has been the quarterback, and they've been able to overcome that. What they're hoping this year is that they've got a chance to maybe be a top 10 defense with the Chiefs offense. Chris Jones isn't there. you got zero chance of being a top half defense of the NFL. You're going to be lower because he does so much for that defense. So the fact that it's still going on now, there's a preseason game getting ready to be played. Brett Beach talked this week, and it doesn't sound like the two sides are even talking mm. right now, uh, which isn't great because he said that, you know, there are deadlines and, you know, uh, training camp got there and, and uh, you know, the talks were heating up and everything. And then, you know, he doesn't show up to training camp. And so, you know, sometimes it's best for guys to go their separate corners and have a cooling off period. And he said, but, you know, the season's right around the corner, September 7th. So those conversations you'd expect to heat up again, like, oh, again, as in they're not going on right now. So that was pretty interesting to hear Brett Beach say that this week. So there's more concern uh, with the Chris Jones contract than I think there ever has been before, just because it feels like Chris Jones and his camp are willing to wait this thing out. I think he'll be on the team for week one against the Lions. I don't know that he'll be in uniform in week one against the Lions, depending on 
when he shows up to camp because he's still under contract. I don't think he's going to miss any games, but um, it just depends on how long he holds out and when he feels like he needs to get in there to be ready to go week number one. It'd be really surprising if Chris Jones isn't playing against the Lions because he didn't have enough time to ramp up to uh, being in NFL football shape, not just, hey, he's right. working out. He's, he's putting IG you know pictures out there of him working out in Miami. Cool. <laughs> now go play football. All right, wrapping things up with Chris Anderson, WHB in Kansas City. I got to believe someone's going to try and take away Travis Kelsey. They're going to let those wide receivers go and may make Mahomes hit him deep, which he probably will. But mm-hmm. someone is going to decide we're just doubling Travis Kelsey from now on. He's just, that guy's not going to beat us, maybe even triple team him if that's the case, and make Mahomes either run it or throw it deep uh, because Travis Kelsey is just a, he's just a, a, a clutch player on third down all the time. Yeah, it's it, it's been fascinating to watch Travis Kelsey over the years because there was always a debate around here of, okay, who's more important to the offense? Is it Tyreek or Kelsey? Obviously, Mahomes is the number one, but who creates for the other guy, right? Does Tyreek create the matchups that Travis Kelsey takes advantage of? Does Travis Kelsey create the matchups that Tyreek takes advantage of? The obvious answer is that they help each other, but I think most people around the Chiefs organization, before they traded Tyreek, would tell you it runs through Kelsey. What he does, what they do together – the interesting part about Andy Reid's offense is, you know, Kelsey's talked about it a couple times and said, you know, the routes they run are not lines on a paper. So, okay, this is the route you're supposed to run. You can write it down on a piece of paper. Well, if that safety is going to drop into the box, well, now that five yard out is now going to be seven. Or actually, you're going to have to curl that back in. Well, if the cornerback's over there, I need you to do this. And that's where I think Kelsey separates himself from other tight ends. Like, you know, we talked about on the air the other day that, you know, people are talking about the skill set that Dalton Kincaid has, and is it Travis Kelsey-esque? It might be, and, and he might be sort of the same type of player that Travis Kelsey is. But the way Kelsey and Mahomes adjust to the defense, where it looks like, how is Kelsey that wide open? Well, they had a defensive call for that particular route, but Mahomes and Kelsey read it correctly together, and then they adjusted on the fly, and that's how Kelsey all of a sudden is wide open. It's like, well, that shouldn't have, you should be double-teaming that guy. They might have been doing that. And that's where I think like the, uh, a Kincaid or a Hawkinson or some others that, you know, might have the skill level of Travis Kelsey, um, you know, those numbers, the production won't be there and sort of the shiftiness and in, in being able to run his routes. He just, um, as he's gotten older, he's become sneaky fast somehow um, and sneaky athletic. But the way that Mahomes and Kelsey work together on the field and adjusting the route, depending on what the defense is doing, has been a, a big reason why it looks like, why is he always open? How are you not focusing on him? They are. It's just the routes on the paper for Andy Reid have about 15 different variations depending on what the defense is doing. That's why it's so intricate, and that's why it's so difficult for rookie wide receivers to do really much of anything in Andy Reid's offense. He's Jason Anderson, host on Middays on 810 WHP in Kansas City. Always appreciate the time, Jason. I'm sure you can't wait to see this massive preseason ball game on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, looking forward. I just hope it's a longer uh, initial drive so Mahomes is out there for more than three or four plays. Appreciate it, guys. Call anytime. Thanks, Jason. All right, Jason Anderson, WHP. All right, already behind. One guest Look, in. these long interviews, All man. Right. I love them. Uh, All right, let's take a timeout. We'll go to Jacksonville next. We'll preview the Jags. Will Trevor Lawrence. Will T-Law. Out of the ACC. <laughs> yeah, he, but he's ACC guy. We're talking Big Ten, Dave. Don't get on me. No, 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 no. You said SEC. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I said SEC better than Big Ten, but I'm saying we can't talk T-Law because right. he's ACC. Man. Oh, okay. All right. Back after this, Dave Schultz. 
Well, Linda Burton, 103.3 The Goat. A band is blowing Dixie, double fall time. It's a good thing goats have four stomachs. Otherwise, there's no way we could swallow some of these takes. Hey, goat, what's going on out there? 103.3 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. These Acadiana businesses proudly support the broadcast of UL Raging Cajun Athletics on 1033 and 1420 The Goat. News Talk 965 KPL. Classic Rock 1051 and Hot 1079. Barney's Police Supplies. Doug Ashy Building Materials. Natalie Bresso, DDS. Big Wheels, AC and Heating. And J&J Exterminating. Support these businesses that support the Raging Cajuns game broadcast of football, men's and women's basketball, baseball, and softball. Bring all the action into your home, car, smart speaker, on your phone, or wherever you work all year long. And if you'd like to learn more about becoming a UL booster, it's easy to join the winning team. Support the broadcast of UL Raging Cajun athletics by becoming a UL broadcast booster. Just contact Mary Gallion by calling 337-233-6000. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley welcoming you back to Susan's Cubicle here in Accounts Payable. What an afternoon of non-stop bookkeeping action, Charles. Are you kidding me? She set herself a reminder to get out of that chair and move. That's a smart use of a timeout. She's somehow still reading her emails while getting her heart rate up and moving her muscles. Healthy habits that could lower your risk of cancer. Uh-oh, it's Karen from the IT department. This is a wrinkle no one saw coming. She means well, but she just derailed the yoga class down an accounts receivable. There she goes with one of her usual distractions. But Susan just tosses her a no-look way. That's a crazy move. Let's watch that again. She's stretching, and there's the effortless side wave. Susan's putting on a clinic. Susan from Accounts Payable. Dominated. Just get moving. It helps in the prevention of so many cancers. Stand up to cancer and Optum want to help you reduce your risk for cancer. Visit TakeAHealthyStand.org. If it wasn't for goats, we wouldn't have coffee. Look it up. I want to get some coffee. You want some coffee? No, thank you. I'm fine. And the best sports talk in Acadiana. 1033 The Goat.
Mike, Dave Schultz, Lennon Burton on a Fired Up Friday afternoon sports chat. Luke Johnson will join us at 4 o'clock. We'll talk Saints uh, preseason uh, camp. And, of course, they have the ball game against the uh, aforementioned Kansas City Chiefs uh, on Sunday. You can catch all the action. We won't have the pregame show. You get banned at 10 to noon, but we will have kickoff uh, at noon. Let's bring in my buddy Mike uh, Duraco. He covers the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, probably on his way if he's not already there, to Dallas uh, as they open up the preseason against the Cowboys. Michael, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing very well. All right, so we give, uh, I guess we have to give Trevor Lawrence a pass in season one and maybe half a season two because it was a struggle with Urban Meyer and it took a little bit of time for things to sink in in year number two. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day inside the organization and they essentially said the same thing. They said, look, we, we don't even really recognize 2021. It's like Trevor was a rookie in 2022. That's really how they look at it. Uh, because things were so um, crazy in 2021. And uh, it took a while for him to get going. But once he got going, he was really good. Second-rated passer and second-highest uh, completion percentage over the last uh, nine weeks of the season. And uh, 15 touchdown passes, two picks in that stretch. And then that big rally against the Kansas, excuse me, the Los Angeles Chargers in that wild-card game. You know, and... Now, you know, heading into year three, the expectation is he's just going to really take off with his second year in Doug Peterson's offense. And a big part of that is Calvin Ridley, apparently. Uh, people are shockingly impressed with Calvin Ridley, although he's had a really good NFL career. We're not sure why he stepped away from the Falcons, but while he was away from the Falcons, in the one week that he could get busted for gambling online in uh, Florida, he picked the one week that was legal, uh, except not for him. How has he looked in camp? He's been their most impressive offensive player. He's just, uh, you know, there's clips, um, you know, I've tweeted some, other people have tweeted them of him, you know, doing the ladder drill and running routes and one-on-ones and, and all that uh, other good stuff. And he's been, he's just at a different level. Uh, his, his body works at a different level. His feet are quicker. Um, you know, he had the reputation as being a very precise route runner. And I think you can see that. So without question, you know, he's been the most of, impressive offensive guy in the first two, two and a half weeks of camp. Uh, and, and eager to see what he looks like on the field tomorrow night for the first time since uh, October 24, 2021. That was the last mm. NFL game we played in. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, probably get a drive or two with the starters, and then everybody sits down. But, you know, he's probably going to be the one guy I think that everybody's watching. Uh, has he talked about why he stepped away? Because we all thought it was for mental health issues, but I don't, I don't know if we know why he stepped away. Yeah, he explained that. Um, it, it was partly for mental health okay. issues. He was talking. He told us that, uh, you know, he, he played 2020 with what he thought was a bone bruise in his foot, but it turned out after an off, another off-season uh, visit with a, a doctor that it was broken. So we had mm. surgery, rushed back, wasn't completely healthy, and then, you know, that was bothering him. He didn't feel like he could play at the level he wanted to, and then there was a break-in at his home the week of the uh, – the day that the Falcons had the season opener and that freaked him out and his uh, wife out. Um, and that just kind of all came to a head for him. And he just wasn't, he just wasn't right mentally. So he decides to step away. 
does that, and then obviously, you know, the gambling stuff comes up, and, and that cost him the 2022 season, and he is exceptionally eager to get back. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's not taking anything for granted, he said. He missed it so much, and uh, he, you know, the wonder was, would he be rusty? And it doesn't look like it at all. He spent the whole time he was away getting in shape, or staying in shape, working out, so he looks, you know, just as good as he did before he left from all you know, reports that I've had of people who were around him and talked to him and saw him in 2020, he looks just as good as he did. Now, does that mean his numbers will be the same? Who knows? But, you know, there's no drop-off in the physical talent. That's what, uh, you know, that's that's what is readily apparent. Well, he and we're talking to Mike DiRocco, ESPN Jacksonville, uh, covers the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was a good, you know, number two there for Julio Jones for a long time. He, he became, I guess, a, a number one uh, because Julio stepped away, but can he be a number one for the Jaguars? Does he automatically take that spot? Yeah, I mean, he is, <clears throat> I mean, he's he's a dog, uh, you know, as he likes to say. I mean, it's it's clear he's their number one. Um, you know, that is going to open things up so much for that offense, and, and now there's two guys on the outside, him and Zay Jones, and that'll allow Christian Kirk to spend more time in the slot where he's really, really the most effective um, but yeah, he's he's going to be the guy that opposing defense was opposing defenses when they tried to put their game plan together. Their first thing is going to be okay. We got to stop Ridley. That's where they start. Um, try and take him out of the game. Do the best they can. But with the rest of this offensive group of weapons that they have here in Jacksonville, it it you know it, it might be easier said than done to concentrate on Ridley because those other guys are going to have opportunities to make plays. They did all last year and. and now there'll even be less attention on those guys if they're going to, you know, try and make Ridley the number one priority. So uh, I still think we'll see Ridley with um, some pretty good numbers at the end of the year, though. Well, we're talking to Mike Mike DiRocco, ESPN Jacksonville. I mean, we all laughed at Christian Kirk's contract, but he had a heck of a season last year. Yeah, it was worth every penny. Yeah, uh, eleven uh, yeah, hundred yards. Um, yeah, he was fantastic, and you know that was. Uh, he was the, the I guess, the highlight of that free agency class. But if you look, I mean, that was a career high in catches and receptions for Kirk. It was, Zay Jones was also signed last year, career high in catches and receptions. Evan Ingram, the tight end, also signed last year, career high in catches and receptions. And now they're all going into that second year in Doug Peterson's offense with quarterback Trevor Lawrence in year two. And, you know, people ask me, what am I expecting out of Trevor Lawrence? And, I, you know, I, I go back to, Doug Peterson's second year with Carson Wentz. And Carson, he turned Carson Wentz into an MVP candidate. If he doesn't get hurt, he wins the MVP. Right. Now, I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is going to be the MVP, but what I am saying is Doug Peterson's track record in year two with a quarterback is pretty darn good. So I'm expecting Trevor Lawrence to put up some really big numbers. And at the end of the year, you know, be in that group of tier one elite quarterbacks that everybody talks about. Trevor Lawrence, for those who are wondering, somewhere between a plus 1,500 and plus 1,800 for NFL MVP. Just throwing that out there for entertainment purposes only. (laughs) I tell you what, this is the best group of weapons that they've had in franchise history. Um, If you went and you looked down and you said, find four pass catchers on a roster, in an offense. I don't know that you find four better than what the Jaguars can run out with, with Kirk and Ridley and Ingram and Jones. 
You probably can find a lot of teams with maybe three really good ones and arguably better, but I'm not sure you're going to find a group with four. So if you're looking for Trevor Lawrence to be an MVP candidate, I wouldn't say he's as much of a dark horse as a lot of people think um, because this defense has got some issues and they're going to have to outscore teams. So mm. He's going to put up the numbers that will get him in that conversation for sure. All right, let's wrap things up. A couple more questions for Mike DiRocco, ESPN Jacksonville. Let's talk a little bit more about Trevor Lawrence because I thought he would have been a fascinating uh, guy on the quarterback, right? He's been the number one dude since, you know, before college, right? Coming out of high school, going to Clemson, winning a national championship, uh, being selected number one. Uh, I just, and now he's married, very young. I just would have found it very fascinating. I think he would have been a more, a very interesting uh, personality in that we get to see a little bit behind the scenes with him. Yeah, I would have loved it to see it as well. Um, especially when you consider how last season went and how not good it was in the first half and, and some of the throws that he made and those two bad interceptions, one in, in the end zone against the Texans and one in the end zone against the Broncos in London. And then the, the switch getting flipped. Um, we saw a lot of growth from that kid mentally. He finally got to the point where he said, look, this is, this is crazy. I need to start playing like the player that I was or that I know I can be. And that really happened right after that game in London. And, and you know, look, they don't win that. Everyone points to the, to the, the Chargers playoff game. And, and to me, that's the, that's the moment when Trevor Lawrence became the elite quarterback. Not the numbers and all that other stuff because he threw four picks, although two were the result of bad decisions. One was a, a penalty that should have been called and another one was, you know, a tip ball. Um, but four interceptions in the first half, and they're down 27-0, and not once did he blink, not once did the team lose any faith that they were going to win that game. And he roars them back, 31 unanswered, 31 to three, uh, outscores the Chargers 31 to three, and they win the game. I mean, I, I don't say this to compare him to Tom Brady because Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback that's ever lived, and no one should get compared to Tom Brady. But. Tom Brady has not thrown four interceptions in a playoff game and won the game. He's thrown four interceptions, but he's never won the game. Right. Right. Trevor right. Lawrence did it in his first shot. So <laughs> that's, that's something that's pretty darn impressive. So that to me is the moment when he became the elite guy. And, and you know, this is going to be, it would have been fun to kind of watch that all unfold. Uh, he said, maybe that'll happen in the future though. We'll do the QB show on Netflix and uh, you know, maybe it'll be after this season when he's the reigning MVP, who knows? All right, so let's wrap it up here with Michael. They, uh, the Jaguars going to be very interesting. They have a, a quite the interesting schedule. They have one road game at Indy, and it's Kansas City, Houston. Atlanta is in Wembley, is Buffalo in Germany, and then they have Indianapolis at home. They get the Colts twice before Halloween. It would appear to be very important for this team to get off to a really good start. Yeah, and that's been sort of this franchise's issue. Uh, over the last 10, 12, 15 years, they, they just are not good in September, and they've had some not very good teams, so let's be honest, um, you know, that they've struggled uh, to really kind of get going. But that was sort of their, uh, I guess, main uh, you know, focus this offseason is just starting fast, starting faster, um, not just Trevor Lawrence, because he seems to, to, you know, in the first half of last season anyway, he got off to – some slow starts, missed some throws high. He just wasn't really as crisp. Um, you know, in the offense, too, that, you know, they had to rally and win, um, you know, down 17 against, uh, you know, Baltimore, down 17 against the, the Raiders, 
down, uh, I think it was 10 points in the fourth quarter against the Cowboys and come back and win. So, you know, those, those guys were basically um, making it the priority to let, let's actually play with the lead for most of the game. Let's see how that works. And, and that's got to be, you know, their main focus. That's why, you know, the Cowboys game on Saturday night, I'm interested to see, hey, look, what, what do they do here? Does that first-team offense come out there, go down right away, put seven points up on the board? Does it go three and out? You know, do we see two or three more drives until they get to start moving the ball? Because that's, that's going to really determine whether this team's going to be better than it was last year. If they can get ahead and build leads, uh, put the pressure on the opposing teams, and then let those uh, pass rushers kind of get after it, that, that'll be the way that they have to win a lot of games this year. He's Mike DeRocco, ESPN Jacksonville. They are coming to New Orleans this year, Thursday, October 19th. Maybe we'll see you in the Dome, Michael. be great to catch up. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right. See, he got, he got excited with that idea. All right. I like that. Michael, be good. Thank you, my friend. Oh, you hung up. You are so quick <laughs> with that trigger finger. <laughs> I thought it was over. I thought, my bad. I thought it was. I didn't know. I thought so that was quick like, the final thing. I mean, Again, Indianapolis, Kansas City, Houston, Atlanta, Buffalo, Indianapolis. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. They got to go four and two in that start. Ooh. Thinking maybe Kansas City and Buffalo. Yeah, because they got right. they got a tough schedule. Not, not I mean, on the back end. On the back end, yeah. yeah. New Orleans, at New Orleans, at Pittsburgh, San Francisco, Cincinnati, uh, at Cleveland, Baltimore, and then Tampa Bay, Carolina, Tennessee. We'll see what that is. They need to get off to a good start. Maybe they take down um, Houston or uh, Kansas City or or Buffalo in one of those games. We'll see. All right, let's take a timeout. All right, back after this, we put a bow on it. We're already behind again. All right, Jeez. Luke Johnson joining us at the top of the hour, talking Saints football, 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 football. On a part of Friday afternoon sports chat, 1033. Dago. Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International, is Louisiana's premier employee benefits and commercial insurance brokerage. Dwight Andrus can insure just about any risk that your business faces. Dwight Andrus specializes in the construction, healthcare, real estate, and hospitality industry. Chances are you're probably already doing business with someone who does business with Dwight Andrus. Dwight Andrus, a division of Hub International. Ask to speak with Harry Potter or Brant Etier. Visit them at DwightAndrusInsurance.com. Hey, let's get out of here. With Audible, we could root for a lone astronaut as he tries to save Earth from disaster. Maybe go for a run with the founder of the world's biggest sneaker brand. We could get the tea on the real-life media mogul succession drama. Or find out what life is really like for an Oscar-winning actress. I mean, with Audible, we could go anywhere. There's more to imagine when we listen. Hear the latest audiobooks, podcasts, and originals at audible.com. Hi, I'm Connie Britton, and I want to share with you the experience of Donna in Washington. She writes, I got injured about five years ago. I was let go when, because of the injury, I couldn't keep up with my schedule. I've tried to find other work, but I'm 68 now. No one wants to hire someone that old. This week is tough, though, because I had to get my tooth fixed. So I only have $10 in my checking account. But it will be okay. I at least have food because of this pantry. Millions of people face hunger. Some every day, just like Donna. The Feeding America network of food banks 
helps provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Feeding America, 200 food banks strong. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PDA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PDA in fighting for theirs at pda.org. I'm Shanola Hampton. I support the Feeding America network of food banks because they help provide over 6 billion meals to people in need each year. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Mess with a goat. You'll get the horns, then the butt. Because that's what goats do. 1033, the goat. All right, so now you got me intrigued. All right. So, do we need to go through the NFL and where all these quarterbacks are from? We might have to Mr. see, Mr. SEC. See, I told you it was a little intriguing. I'm not, I'm not Mr. SEC, but I just want to defend the SEC compared to this team, Ohio State, who's supposed to be this all-time football church of a program. Ohio State has who said pre- that? That's what I'm talking from. Hate from the internet that I've been seeing, and they like to claim Joe Burrow when Joe Burrow's an they LSU guy. They do not I, claim. No, Joe Ohio Burrow. State fans definitely they do. do not. My guy who works for two, who works for two four seven, is always saying. Oh, Joe Burrow's an Ohio State he guy. Is not. I'm like, no, sir. That's not like Jalen Hurts and, 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 and Alabama. Exactly. No, that's exactly way what I, different. No. You're agreeing with me? That's what no, I said. No. All right. So you got two in the AFC East. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you got one in the AFC North. Okay. Texans, Titans, Tannehill, I guess. A&M. Oh, A&M. yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So that is three. So we got Colts is four. All right. So we got Burrow, Anthony Richardson, Tannehill. Who's the other one you uh You have the two my the two Alabama oh, two, guys, two, yep. and Mac. And Mac Jones, so yep. Five. So five. All right. Uh Broncos is Russell Wilson, Chiefs is uh Mahomes, uh Raiders is Garoppolo. That's Eastern Illinois. And the Chargers is Herbert. So mm-hmm. no nothing. Nothing there. there. All right. Let's go in. Dallas is Mississippi State. Yep. Six. Uh Giants is Duke. Okay. We can't count it at ACC. What are, you, what are you counting is the Eagles? Oh, I'm counting that as SEC. Jalen. <laughs> Alabama guy. Why doesn't that go to Big 12? Mm, we can if you want. He was only one year there. He played. He only Jordan. played one year for Alabama. Oh. I mean, he played in a game in second, the second uh, year, oh, but he yeah. only played I, really one year for Alabama. I picture him more as a Bama guy, but some people would say he got... He got better because of Oklahoma, so right. we can we cannot count them. So what we're at six? Okay. Commanders is Howell. Yeah, no, nothing. Bears is Justin Fields. Nothing. 
Lions is golf? Nothing. Packers is, nope. Rams, Stafford. Uh, okay. It's a long time ago. But he didn't do anything until he got to the Rams. Fair, fair, fair. And also Stetson there, too, the backup, straight SEC quarterbacks. Right. Falcons, no. No. Saints, Saints no. no. Tampa's got one. Tampa's, but yeah, we're not counting Kyle Trask. <laughs> Carolina's got one. Yeah, Carolina, so eight. Seattle, no. Cardinals, no. 49ers, no. So we're at eight. All right. We'll see how successful those eight are. All right. All right, back after this. Luke Johnson talking Saints football. 103.3 The Goat. Don't let someone get your goat. There's plenty to go around for everyone. 103.3 The Goat. The greatest sports talk of all time. UFC veteran Tim Crater, legendary kickboxing champion and pro boxer Joe Ancada, and king of St. Martin Parish martial arts Jared Conk bring you a stacked card at Bayou Fighting Championship 61 this Saturday night, August 12th at the Hyman Performing Arts Center. General admission tickets start at just $46, reserve seats $77, and are available at BayouUFC.com. Some of the best fighters in the region battle it out in BFC 61 Saturday night, August 12th at the Hyman Performing Arts Center. These no wimpy cage fights. I have diabetes. I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. I have asthma. I'm at risk too. If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine, a vaccine that can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear. Oh, but the diaper bag wasn't closed. Diapers and toys are everywhere. Ooh, but mom has just nailed the perfect car seat buckle for the toddler. And now the eldest daughter, who looks to be about 9 or 10, has secured herself in a booster seat. Dad zips the bag closed, and they're off. Ah, but looks like mom doesn't realize her coffee cup is still on the roof of the car. And there it goes. Oh, that's a shame. That mug was a fam favorite. Don't sweat the small stuff. Just nail the big stuff. Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. St. Joseph's Indian School is much more than a school for Native American children. It's like a family. Classes are fun here. I am learning about my culture. Since 1927, St. Joseph's Indian School has provided children the education, health care, and support they need to succeed. 
to help give our kids brighter futures. Learn more at stjo.org today. 103.3 The Goat. Yeah.